Hey guys, welcome to Precision Nutrition's Eat, Move, and Live Better podcast. I'm Dr. John Berardi, co-founder of Precision Nutrition, and if you're not familiar with us, over the last 15 years, we've become the world's largest online nutrition, fitness, and health coaching company. Through that time, as you can imagine, we've watched fad diets and fitness crazes come and go. But when the fads have failed and the crazes died out and people just want something that works, they turn to Precision Nutrition for things like expert coaching, guided mentorship, and online support. In this podcast, which is a mix of recorded articles, interviews, and roundtable discussions, myself and my Precision Nutrition colleagues will help make the whole nutrition, fitness, and health process work for you. Ideally, you'll discover that eating, moving, and living well can be easy and enjoyable for now and into the future. So let's get started. Hi, this is Bryce from Precision Nutrition, reading today's article, How to Fix a Broken Diet, Three Ways to Get Your Eating on Track, by John Berardi, Ph.D. In this article, J.B. shares the three main strategies he uses to help clients fix a broken diet and start eating better. He'll also share how we troubleshoot eating plans when they've just stopped working and you don't know what else to try. And finally, JB will show you how to use these powerful and purposeful strategies to improve your own eating or to help others do the same. We've also prepared a comprehensive video seminar covering this topic. It was recorded live in London, England with JB. You can watch it online at precisionnutrition.com forward slash broken dash diet dash free dash seminar. Plus, as an extra bonus, we even created a cool infographic that summarizes today's article. You can see it online at precisionnutrition.com forward slash fix dash a dash broken dash diet dash infographic. All right, now let's hear what JB has to say. Nutrition advice often comes in buzzwords and slogans. We've all heard at least one of these gems. Just eat whole foods. Only eat food that your grandmother would recognize. Eat more fat and fewer carbs. If it doesn't run, fly, or swim, or it isn't a green vegetable, don't eat it. Well, it's easy to simplify healthy eating into a five-second pitch. But sound bites aren't enough to actually help people fix their eating and get better results. You see, when you're an actual nutrition coach who works with real humans in the real world, slogans don't get the job done. Real people need patient, careful, empathetic coaching. This means listening to their needs and what they want to accomplish, learning how they live, discovering what's really important to them, and then working together to create the right nutritional approach for them, a diet that's personal and unique based on their goals and lifestyle. Another thing that good nutrition coaches do to help their clients? Observing their progress carefully and correcting course as necessary. And here's why. Every diet system is going to stop working at some point. No matter how great it seems initially, that diet will break. And when it does, your next step is crucial. So in this article, I'll help you figure out how to get started when your diet feels broken. I'll also share exactly how we troubleshoot nutrition plans when they've 
just stopped working. And then I'll teach you how to do it all yourself. First, though, a disclaimer. I'm not going to give you a set of rules to follow, or even share a specific diet philosophy. Instead, I'm going to share a framework for evaluation. This way, if you follow a paleo diet, you can learn to paleo better. If you're a vegan, you can learn to do that better too. And if you're just getting started with eating healthier, you can start out right without wasting time and energy. So let's get to it. Step 1. Identify and remove nutritional deficiencies. Most people think they need a complete overhaul at first. I have to cut out sugar uh, and dairy and carbs and saturated fat. Plus, I have to eat more protein, uh, more healthy fats, and more vegetables. Not a lot of fruit, though. I have to start drinking lots of water, too. Oh, and exercise. Maybe a 6 a.m. boot camp. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Well, I don't know about you, but I get exhausted just thinking about changing all of this all at once. Let's call it the mission impossible approach. After coaching over 20,000 clients in the last few years, I've come to realize that the mission impossible approach isn't just difficult, it's misguided. Because a complete overhaul rarely addresses what's making most people feel bad in the first place. Often, people struggle with how they look and feel because their physiology doesn't work the way it should. This can be hormonal imbalances, but it's more often dietary deficiency not getting the right nutrients in the right amounts to get the best results. Dietary deficiencies, therefore, are the first red flag that something's wrong. In fact, online in today's article, you can see a graph representing the percentage of U.S. population not meeting the recommended daily amounts of certain nutrients. So just how common are dietary deficiencies? Well, the research in this area is pretty telling. A study published in the Journal of International Society of Sports Nutrition showed that it's really hard to get all the essential vitamins and minerals from food alone. This study analyzed 70 athlete diets. Every single diet was deficient in at least 3 nutrients. Some diets were missing up to 15 nutrients. The most common deficiencies? Iodine, vitamin D, zinc, vitamin E, and calcium. Another study, also published in the Journal of the International Society of Sports Nutrition, showed that people following one of four popular diet plans, including Atkins, South Beach, and the DASH diet, were also very likely to be micronutrient deficient, particularly in six key micronutrients, vitamin B7, vitamin D, vitamin E, chromium, iodine, and molydemnum. Back when I was a graduate student at the University of Western Ontario, I set out to find the mythical balanced diet. I analyzed the intake of nearly 600 fourth-year exercise and nutrition undergraduate students. Shockingly, less than 10% met the minimum standards for a complete balanced diet. Like the other studies, these folks were missing such nutrients as zinc, magnesium, vitamin D, omega-3 fatty acids, and protein. The bottom line? Dietary deficiencies are very common. Chances are, you've got one, no matter how good you think your diet is. And that's a problem, 
because when you're deficient in key nutrients, your physiology doesn't work properly. And when your body doesn't work as it should, you feel rotten. So just how important is this first step? Energy levels, appetite, strength, endurance, and mood all rely on getting enough of these essential nutrients. When you don't get them, things break down. That's why you can eat clean, go paleo, avoid meat, lower your carbs, or count calories. You can do everything right nutritionally and still feel lousy. You need to identify your red flags from the very beginning and start eliminating them one by one. So, what are the common nutritional red flags? Well, here are the most common deficiencies we see with new clients. First, water, low-level dehydration, vitamins and minerals, protein, particularly in women and in men with low appetites, and essential fatty acids. 95% of the population is deficient here. To find out where you stand, you could get a diet analyzed by a dietitian. This typically costs between $100 and $150. You could also record what you eat each day and enter it into an online diet calculator, like the ones at FitDay or Livestrong.com. At Precision Nutrition, we like to make it even easier. As soon as clients begin with us, we do a quick survey of what they're eating. From there, we help them eat more of the protein-rich foods they prefer, drink more hydrating fluids, take in more essential fats through the use of fish or algae oil, and eat more foods rich in vitamins and minerals they need most. Without any other advanced screening or dietary changes, our clients quickly start feeling better. They lose fat and gain lean muscle. They feel more motivated, and their workouts become easier and better. The power of removing nutrient deficiencies. Here's just one example of many. Research in the British Journal of Psychiatry shows that providing fish oil and a multivitamin to prison inmates reduces aggressive and violent behavior by 35% and decreases antisocial behavior by 26%. Also, a paper published in Nutrition Reviews shows that giving children fish oil and a multivitamin improves both their behavior and intelligence scores. And who doesn't want a smarter, better-behaved kid? That's the power of removing nutrient deficiencies. When our bodies don't have the nutrients they need to do their work, we all suffer. But as soon as we get these nutrients, we thrive. All right, let's move on to step two. Adjust food amount and food type. Once we're getting all the raw materials necessary for proper functioning, those essential nutrients, we can move on to bigger issues. These include food amount, what some call calorie intake, and food composition, which includes macronutrient breakdown. So let's talk about food amount and calorie counting. In our coaching programs, we help clients get away from using handbooks, websites, databases, spreadsheets, and math when planning their meals. You see, while we know that total food, i.e. calorie intake, matters, we're just not fans of counting calories. To begin with, calorie counting does nothing to help us tune in to our own powerful hunger and appetite cues. By learning how to listen to our own bodies, we have a better long-term success in healthy eating. 
Of course, not everyone knows how to do this from the start. It takes a little coaching and some practice. Nor does calorie counting help us balance our health goals with our natural human enjoyment of food. In the short term, anyone can turn eating into a numerical and robotic exercise. But in the long run, this strategy falls apart. Just ask anyone who used to count calories. You shouldn't have a hard time finding them. There's another problem with calorie counting. It's just not all that accurate. Because of incorrect labeling, laboratory errors, and the differences in food quality and preparation, calorie counts recorded on food labels and websites, even those within the USDA's nutrient databases, can be off by as much as 25%. The bottom line? Even if you're the world's best calorie counter, and you don't mind the soul-sucking boredom that comes along with it, the math just doesn't add up. So let's talk about calorie control without counting. We teach our clients a different approach to calorie control, using their own hand as the ultimate portable measurement tool. For example, men might begin by eating two palms of protein-dense food at each meal, two fists of vegetables at each meal, two cupped handfuls of carb-dense foods at most meals, and two thumbs of fat-dense foods at most meals. And women might begin by eating one palm of protein-dense foods at each meal, one fist of vegetables at each meal, one cupped handful of carb-dense foods at most meals, and one thumb of fat-dense foods at most meals. First, we help clients see what this looks like, like in real life, on a plate. Then, we adjust actual portion sizes up or down depending on each person's unique body and goals. For example, men who want to add mass fast get two palms of protein-dense foods at every meal, and what the heck, throw in another thumb of fat or cupped handful of carbs. But men who want to lose fat might scale down to one to two palms of protein and one cupped handful of carbs, eaten slowly and mindfully to 80% full. Of course, just like any other form of nutrition planning, including detailed calorie counting, this meal template is just a starting point. You can't know exactly how your body will respond in advance, so stay flexible and steer dynamically. Adjust your portions based on your hunger, fullness, overall activity level, and progress towards your goals. Start with a basic template and then adjust your portions at any time using outcome-based decision-making. In other words, the question, how's that working for you? For more on this idea, including photo examples, check out our Calorie Control Guide for Men and Women online at precisionnutrition.com forward slash calorie dash control dash guide. So let's talk about food and macronutrient composition. Most people can simply eliminate nutrient deficiencies and get food portions and quality right and stop there. Small adjustments in those two areas and nothing more will make a huge difference in how 90% of folks look and feel. Simple and easy. However, for those who want to go further because they have more advanced goals or perhaps because they're already doing the first two and still struggling, let's talk about food composition. At Precision Nutrition, we have a really simple shortcut for helping people. Eat right for their body type. 
we begin by classifying clients into one of three general categories, or somatotypes. I-types, ectomorphs, V-types, mesomorphs, and O-types, endomorphs. Online in today's article, you can see illustrations of each body type. Let's begin with nutrition for I-types. I-types, ectomorphs, are thin with smaller bone structures and thinner limbs. Think of a typical endurance athlete, and they have a few key features that affect their response to food. Their engine speed is set to high revving. They tend to be thyroid and sympathetic nervous system dominant with either a higher output or higher sensitivity to catecholamines like epinephrine and norepinephrine. They typically have a fast metabolic rate. They're also high energy. They're often fidgeters and pacers. They tend to burn off excess calories with near-constant movement throughout the day. They tolerate carbs well. They're the rare folks who can seem to eat cookies with impunity. I-types therefore generally do best with more carbohydrates in their diet, along with a moderate protein and lower fat intake. So that's what we recommend. More healthy carbs and less fat with a moderate amount of protein. A nutrient distribution for this body type might be around 55% carbs, 25% protein, and 20% fat. But don't drive yourself crazy with the math. Just think, higher carbs and lower fat. Here's what that might look like using our portion control guide. I-type men begin by eating two palms of protein-dense foods at each meal, two fifths of vegetables at each meal, three cupped handfuls of carb-dense foods at each meal, and one thumb of fat-dense foods at each meal. I-type women begin by eating one palm of protein-dense foods at each meal, one fist of vegetables at each meal, two cupped handfuls of carb-dense foods at each meal, and a half thumb of fat-dense foods at each meal. Now let's talk about nutrition for V-types. V-types, or mesomorphs, have a medium-sized bone structure and athletic body, and if they're active, they usually have a considerable amount of lean mass. Many explosive athletes like wrestlers and gymnasts fit this criteria. Their bodies are designed to be powerful machines. Excess calories often go to lean mass and dense bones. They tend to be testosterone and growth hormone dominant. Thus, they can usually gain muscle and stay lean easily. V-types, therefore, generally do best with a mixed diet, with balanced carbohydrates, proteins, and fats. So that's what we recommend. A nutrient distribution for this body type might be around 40% carbohydrate, 30% protein, and 30% fat. But again, don't drive yourself crazy with the math. Just envision a roughly balanced mix of all three macronutrients. And here's what that might look like using our portion control guide. V-type men begin by eating two palms of protein-dense foods at each meal, two fifths of vegetables at each meal, two cupped handfuls of carb-dense foods at each meal, and two thumbs of fat-dense foods at each meal. V-type women begin by eating one palm of protein-dense foods at each meal, one fist of vegetables at each meal, one cupped handful of carb-dense foods at each meal, and one thumb of fat-dense foods at each meal. Alright, now how about those O-types? Well, O-types, endomorphs, have a larger bone structure with higher amounts of total body mass and fat mass. Football linemen, power lifters, and throwers are typically endomorphs. Their engine speed is set to idle, 
they tend to be parasympathetic nervous system dominant. Unlike ectomorphs, endomorphs are built for solid comfort, not speed. They're naturally less active. Where the ectomorphs tend to burn off excess calories with near-constant movement, excess calories in endomorphs do not seem to cause the same increase in expenditure. This means that extra calories are more likely to be stored as fat. They also typically have a slower metabolic rate and generally don't tolerate carbohydrates as well, particularly if they are sedentary. O-types therefore generally do best on a higher fat and protein intake, with carbohydrate intake being lower and properly timed, for example, mostly after exercise. So that's what we recommend. More fat and protein, less carbohydrate. A nutrient distribution for this body type might be around 25% carbs, 35% protein, and 40% fat. Again, no math gymnastics here. Just think higher fats and protein and lower carbs. Here's what that might look like using our portion control guide. O-type men begin by eating two palms of protein-dense foods at each meal, two fists of vegetables at each meal, one cupped handful of carb-dense foods at each meal, and three thumbs of fat-dense foods at each meal. O-type women begin by eating one palm of protein-dense foods at each meal, one fist of vegetables at each meal, half-cupped handful of carb-dense foods at each meal, and two thumbs of fat-dense foods at each meal. Alright, got all that? Let's move on to step three. Fine-tune the details. So far, we've covered the following steps. First, remove red flags and nutrient deficiencies. Then, control your calorie intake without counting calories. And lastly, adjust your food composition based on your body type. So what's left? Well, in the grand scheme of things, everything else. Meal frequency, calorie carb cycling, workout nutrition, it's all just minor tweaks. In fact, very minor tweaks. But let's address them anyway. Starting with meal frequency. For years, dietitians and nutritionists, including myself, thought that the best approach to splitting up your daily food intake was to eat small meals frequently throughout the day. From early research, we assumed that this would speed up the metabolism, help control the hormones insulin and cortisol, and help better manage the appetite. However, a recent review in the Journal of the International Society of Sports Nutrition suggests otherwise. What this means is that as long as we eat the right foods in the right amounts, meal frequency is a matter of personal preference. You can eat lots of small meals each day, i.e. every few hours, or you can eat a few big meals each day, i.e. with bigger time gaps between them. Now, my advice is listen to your own body and apply the how's that working for you test. If you're covering all your other bases and your current meal frequency isn't working for you, try switching it up. Experiment with fewer meals if you eat more frequently and more meals if you eat less frequently. Because either approach is valid, you're free to find the approach that works best for you. Now what about calorie and carb cycling? Whether your goal is to lose weight, build muscle, see your abs, or get back in shape, carb and calorie cycling can make a real difference. I know I'm going to sound like a broken record here, but it's worth repeating. Please make sure deficiencies are eliminated, calories are controlled, 
and macronutrients are aligned appropriately and that you're doing all of this consistently before considering any of these fine-tuning strategies. All right, back to it. While it may have a fancy name, carb cycling is simply eating more carbohydrates on some days, usually on high volume or high intensity days, and eating fewer carbohydrates on other days, usually low volume, low intensity, or off days. We focus on carbohydrates and not protein or fats because carbs seem to influence body composition, how you look, and how you feel the most. By changing carbohydrate and therefore calorie intake on particular days, we can keep fat loss going and metabolic rate humming along without the ill effects of stringent calorie or carb restriction. The carb and calorie cycling approach is pretty simple and based on your activity. On the days you're not lifting weights, or days you're just doing low intensity or short duration exercise, eat a baseline diet of mostly protein, vegetables, and healthy fats with minimal carbs. On the days you are lifting weights, or you're doing longer duration high intensity exercise, add starchy carbs to your baseline diet. And that's pretty much it. No need to measure grams or count calories, just follow a baseline diet on lower carb days. And add carbs on higher carb days. Now for more on this idea, you can check out our All About Carb Cycling article at precisionnutrition.com forward slash all dash about dash carb dash cycling. Or you can check another excellent article on cycling carbs for muscle gain at scrawnydebrawny.com forward slash fat dash burning dash machine. Again, just remember, removing deficiencies, controlling calorie intake, and beginning eating for your body type, and doing this all consistently, must come first. If you haven't done those first, this strategy usually backfires. Alright, what about workout nutrition? What should you have before, during, and after your workout? It's a valid question, but it really doesn't matter for anyone but an elite athlete training specifically for maximal muscle adaption and or training with high volume and intensity, potentially multiple times every day. If that's you, then yeah, eating an appropriate meal about one to two hours before and after training or competition may be important. Also, for more advanced individuals, using a branch chain amino acid drink, which is lower in carbs and calories, or a protein plus carbohydrate drink, which is higher in carbs and calories, during training can make a real difference in terms of adaption and recovery. However, if you're exercising for general health and fitness, or simply to look and feel better, you should only consider this question once you've, you guessed it, eliminated deficiencies, gotten your total food intake in check, and started eating right for your body type. And, might I gently remind you, done all of that consistently. Yes, every day, over and over and over. Then, if you're still looking for a little boost, my best recommendation is to continue to eat normally around your workout and use a simple branched-chain amino acid, a BCAA supplement, 5 to 15 grams mixed in 1 liter of water, and sip during an exercise session should do the trick. Alright, in summary, if you feel like your nutrition's off track, but aren't sure what to do about it, hopefully this article has given you something new to consider and try. And remember, first, remove red flags and nutrient deficiencies. 
Control your calorie intake without counting calories. Consider your body type and activity level. Observe your progress carefully and adjust your intake as needed. And do all of this consistently and long-term first before adding any new strategies. Remember, whether you're a beginner and trying to get started in the right direction or you're experienced but still spinning your wheels, these steps, when applied in sequence, can make all the difference. And hey, want some help sorting all this out? This is simple stuff, but it's not necessarily easy to put into practice, especially with the consistency needed to see results. If you work in fitness, consider learning more about how to help your clients with their eating through our Precision Nutrition Level 1 Certification Program. And if you're looking for help and guidance yourself, we'll soon be taking a group of new clients looking for expert support, all as part of Precision Nutrition Coaching. We accept a very small number of new clients every six months, and the spots in the program typically sell out in hours. However, those motivated enough to put themselves on the pre-sale list get to register 24 hours before everyone else. Plus, you'll receive a big discount at registration. So visit PrecisionNutrition.com and put your name on the list. Because as always, spots are first come, first served. And when they're gone, they're gone. This has been Bryce from Precision Nutrition, reading today's article, How to Fix a Broken Diet, Three Ways to Get Your Eating on Track, by John Berardi, Ph.D. You can read the article online at precisionnutrition.com forward slash fix dash a dash broken dash diet. Okay, everyone, that's it for this week's edition of Precision Nutrition's Eat, Move, and Live Better podcast. For more information about how to eat, move, and live better yourself, and for some awesome free nutrition and health resources, come visit us on the web at www.precisionnutrition.com. You could also visit us on Facebook or on Twitter at InsidePN. Talk to you next time.